0: Hello and welcome to the More Than Wellness Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Mick Ryan, and I am a wellbeing facilitator and consultant. My aim on the More Than Wellness Podcast is to introduce you to people I feel can facilitate your wellness from the conventional to the weird and the wonderful. Now, today's guest probably won't appreciate being called weird and wonderful, but she's certainly not coming from the conventional perspective. Rose Miliarisi is a local Melbourne Chinese astrologer and Feng Shui consultant. And today, we're going to talk about Chinese astrology. Now, obviously, with a surname like Reese, she's bound to be an expert in all aspects of Chinese culture. Yeah, says me, who's an Irishman practicing Chinese medicine in Australia. Now, we'll follow this episode with an additional interview about Feng Shui. So uh, tune in for that one soon after. Uh, If you want to know more about dragons, dogs, rabbits and roosters, then this is the episode for you. As always... If you want to get in touch with myself or Rose, please stay tuned until the end of the show for our contact details and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Modern Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> feeling a little nervous about the just podcast. Just a bit, yeah. Sure. So, let's just keep it as informal as think it sure. just as a chat. With mm-hmm. headphones and a microphone. Okay. Um so to start off basically um let's get you to just do a brief introduction about who you are and what
1: you do. Okay, I'm uh Rose Miliarisi. I have been I'm a feng shui consultant and Chinese astrologist. I've been practicing feng shui for 10 years and the Chinese astrology for nearly two years. Um and what led me to Get into it. Is I had my own home feng shui ten years ago, and it intrigued me to see that what the the lady who did my my house related to what was happening in our house. For as for example, uh, lots of arg- arguments, um, hauntings in one room. And uh, the hauntings in that room, I actually had to ask my, my daughter, a 16-year-old at the time, who actually did see dead people, so I thought I'm going to ask her, did you ever see them in this room? And she replied, hell yeah. She said, all the time. And that that really freaked me out that the feng shui of a building Um, related, connected with what my daughter saw, confirmed that the feng shui of a building is not, it's not, uh, witchcraft or whatever. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a a form of metaphysics. So, and it, and it's all about the age of the building and then the formula is implemented on the plan uh, in accordance to the age of the building.
0: So I'm, I'm really intrigued to, to find out more about that, um, and I will uh, bring up again. Um, so we are. this is actually, um, for those of you listening, this is actually the first of uh, two podcasts that we're going to do at Rose. So uh, today we're going to specifically talk about Chinese astrology, and then the follow podcast we're going to talk more about feng shui, uh, so we can get an understanding of feng shui. And how that affects your life, and that sounds like it's going to be a really, really interesting talk. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to find out how feng shui then led you to Chinese astrology. What was it about it
1: that? It's you necessary interested? to know the Chinese astrology the of a person because when you feng shui someone's home and everything's not is going great. Um, in the home, but they're not doing well in their business, love life, and so forth well then that tell that is the reason why you need to know the astrology to see what's going on in their life according to their birth chart, because the answers will be there. So it's, it's, it's a give and take. If you can't finish way at home without doing your birth chart because your, all your answers will not just be in your home. It'll be and it's a big picture. Yeah. You can't, I mean a lot of people want to just get their chart done but that's just like see, uh, seeing the glass half full. You're not getting the big picture. You're not getting the full, the entire scenario. Okay. And then it's also dependent on the persons um, themselves. At the end of the day, um, it's up to them too to make things happen.
0: Of course, yeah. So um, for, uh, that leads me to a couple of questions. The first one I want to ask is then as um, a Feng Shui consultant, and you did that for 10 years, did you feel a sense of frustration then that oh. without Chinese astrology to augment it, that
1: you um, weren't
0: kind of able to do as much as you wanted?
1: Honestly, um, no, because I was not aware of what was involved in the Chinese astrology. Sure. And with every single client that I have feng shui whether it's residential or commercial, I, I always got... Good results, and they were very happy, so I never had that, but now it's opened up it's it's put it into more perspective and it's it's actually um boosted my business because now I see two sides of the the coin, not just one side
0: right so in hindsight, you can see that it's been really beneficial to have both um to give that absolutely complete picture. What led you, though, to think, um, I really want to do Chinese astrology as well? What was the process? Um,
1: it was timing. It was, I wasn't ready because I, I know it was very involved and it's, it is so involved it's not funny. It's like the, you could study forever because you're always learning with Chinese astrology, always um it's just so there's just so many avenues to go down um you know you're helping them people with their relationships you're helping people with their business you're helping people um with their health to see what's going on in their chart um uh so you know like it's just endless you, you, there's also things that I've learned now that you can I can help employees with employers I should say who have a tremendous amount of staff turnover that I, I now can do employee profiling. so that the, per, the employer can and I'm already doing this where, where they're giving me three people for example. And I will do their charts and see which is the best one according to the favorable periods they're going through and all the other things that I find their talents, their, um, what's going to happen in the, in the future. And it, it's just, it makes it easier for the employer to decide on who to, who to pick. Um, I've even had um, a gentleman who's had a lot of issues with relationships, bad issues, and now he's getting me to um, do uh, profiling on his future girlfriends so he doesn't go wrong. Sure. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, his very first one, a colleague of mine and myself, we told him, "This girl is not for you. She's she's born on a commanding pillar day. She's demanding and bossy. It's not going to work." But he he was out to prove us wrong. But he broke up with her twice, and he turned around and said, "Rose, you were right. I should have listened." So, you know, there's so many things. I mean, I, we can even tell if someone's going to have a baby. And they know that they're going to the baby is going to be induced, and you get a choice of dates. We can even tell you which date to go for to make sure that baby is going to be a get along with the, the brother or sister. It's going to have a good life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's so valuable yeah. having a chart done.
0: It's fascinating. It's what really intrigues me is is how that particular. You know, the time you're born, the
1: day you're born.
0: Okay. The, how, how that influence us? Right. so this is life. actually
1: called the four pillars of destiny. Okay. The year you're born is represents your grandparents. The month you're born represents your parents. The day you're born represents you and your partner or spouse. And the hour you're born represents your children and your future. So... Um, at uh, 46, the, around that time, uh, the year pillar drops off as grandparents do, they die. Same. And then the hour pillar kicks in at 46. The hour pillar does not kick in until then.
0: And it has more of an influence then?
1: Correct. Okay.
0: How long does that have an influence for at that stage? That's forever. That's forever. Yeah. Okay. So after that, those three pillars. Then.
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Right. Yep. And then what happens is, um, you actually get to analyse, like in when I do a someone's chart, I will talk about relationships and the relationships in between, uh, between the the person having the chart with their parents and. And what kind of relationship they're going to have with their children, and so on and so on. And then there's the luck cycles that come into play, and they influence as well. And the luck, luck cycles come in five year increments. So <laughs> it all depends. It's all about it depends. It depends on what, what kind of chart you have. Um A lot of people, depending on can, depending on what day and month you're born, if, if, if the um, if they have, it's called chart classification. And if if the um, they're called earthly branches, the animals um, a match, like all we need is two for combinations to classify, well, then that person will have a particular chart, especially if it's in the day and the month, will be the same chart forever. As opposed to someone who's born with a chart that has no combinations, well, then this chart becomes a changing chart.
0: Which is the case with me. My chart is a changing chart, correct? say, and... um One thing I noticed is, I think in a couple of years' time, I said I had two charts for that year, which is really interesting. I mean, is that a common thing? Are they in opposition? Those two
1: charts, how do they interact? All right, they become in opposition. For example, if one chart is a metal chart, and the other chart come that comes in is a wood chart. Now, in in the five elements. which is fire, earth, metal, water, wood. In the destructive cycle, metal cuts wood. And this is where when people have two charts and there is a conflict, that's when I don't recommend people to make major decisions. It's a bad year. Okay. And the elements that are favourable and unfavourable there's less to choose from, so it just it just um, it just makes it a challenging or problematic year for the person. But when a person's aware of it, it's not so hard to handle.
0: Yeah, and I think. Uh <coughs> what you're alluding to there then is uh, three looks, and we'll, we'll probably ask that question then later on how yep. they how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, can those charts then in when you have two charts like that can they also complement each other and help each other? The
1: two when the the two charts can only complement each other if one chart is fire and the other chart is earth because fire feeds earth. So there's no conflict there. It's when it, it's when the elements are productive and not destructive. Okay. So if it's one is a water chart and another is a wood chart, water feeds wood. Yeah. So it's complementing each other. In actual fact, you probably have a few more elements favourable up your sleeve. That's a bonus. Yeah. It's when these charts um, where they're... Um, for example, if one is water and one is earth, well, earth absorbs water, there's a conflict there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If one is um, another one, what's another one? Fire and metal. Fire melts metal. That's another one, a bad one. Yeah. So and then dependent on, you know, if, what the person, the day the person's born, the, there's five elements that actually describe what elements relate to the person the day they're born, whether they're water, whether they're fire, whether they're earth, whether they're metal or wood.
0: Um, to give a background when we're talking about the five elements, the five elements are a big thing in, in Chinese philosophy but also a part of Chinese medicine. That's right. Um, we call them the Wuxing theory. Wu Xing, yeah, that's right, the Chinese Wuxing elements. Yeah. Um so... There, as you say, there's just five elements and they interact with each other and, and there's, mm-hmm. in Chinese medicine then we have different times of year for different elements where they're more preeminent. Different yes. elements also then yes. correspond to different organs in Chinese medicine. Yes,
1: there's that too. Yeah. Yes. And that's yeah. – I'll give you an example. My own chart has fire and metal. Um, and fire, according to our teachings – is heart and eyes i've had a heart operation and i wear glasses metal i've got a fair bit of metal in my chart as well and metal is lungs skin uh this another one i can't remember it but it's lungs and skin and i've had a lung operation i have permanent bronchiectasis. it's so it's so interesting when when you know somebody's history and, and it's there in your face according to the day you're born, the right. hour, the time, the month, the year. It's amazing. And it's so accurate. It is so, so accurate. It's not funny.
0: And the question that often pops up um, when I talk about the solace with other people is how is it though specifically, and you mentioned the four pillars of influence or, or the, the four pillars of destiny. Destiny. Um, how is it that the the day, the time, the um, year, although those things, the particular place where you're born as well, not oh, not so much with Chinese astrology. No. So the 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 time, um, the hour, the the day. How how is it that that has such a long term influence <laughs> on your life and? Well, is there it, a philosophy behind that.
1: It's all dependent on how long you live live for. Um, uh, I found it. Fascinating with my mother and my father's chart, had he lived longer than he should have, uh, my mum would have been well off. But he didn't. And, look, in, in my father's chart, it was a tragic thing that happened to him and uh, with my teacher, Dr. Jin Pei, we actually did it in class to see on the actual day it happened if there was um, something to indicate, and there was.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, to the hour, the day, the minutes, unbelievable. Wow. It, it came up as a fire metal clash, and um, in what happened with my father, the car was, it, it was a car park scenario. It started from that. The car that of the perpetrator, his car was white. White is metal. My, no, my dad's car was white, and his car was red. And red is fire. Wow! <laughs> so interesting.
0: And so, um, <laughs> with with those accidents and tragedies and things like that. Yep. Just because your chart is like that on a particular day doesn't mean you're going to have no, those accidents no, necessarily, no. and that's where as well you can come in, knowing in advance that there are certain things going to happen. At certain yeah, time. you can,
1: but you can never pinpoint it. Sure. And I would never say anything. It's not professional to say. Of course. Anything yeah. like that, you would say is a favourable period. Yeah. You know and. Um, What you need to do to improve your luck would be things like donating blood, exercising, being charitable and going to the dentist. These are the things that I recommend when people are in an unfavourable period to improve their luck and it's also good karma, in particular when you can donate blood.
0: And so what are the reasons for that and what way does it mitigate for you?
1: Well, if you're donating blood, um, you're saving lives. <laughs> so that's already good karma.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: If you're being charitable, you're helping other people or a particular charity, you know, whether it's you no know, cancer association or whatever. So it's all about karma. Karma's you know, it's so important.
0: Yeah. and Karma is a, a tradition that comes from um, the Hindu philosophy. That's right. But it's certainly been adopted because there is a crossover with Buddhism into China. Yeah. Is that where it's come from then? Yeah. And that's why it's been adopted by the Chinese.
1: Absolutely. The Chinese always embrace something that's good. <laughs> sure. It's on yeah. a good thing, whether it's anything. They're, they're, that's just them. They're not silly.
0: No, no. then
1: they know there's a good thing coming, they will embrace it and take it over if they can. They know how to.
0: Yeah. Just just for those listening, you can probably hear some banging going on. We're actually we're in the clinic recording here today and we have uh, wooden floors, so when people walk around on the wooden floors, it sounds like a herd of elephants. So that's what the banging is going on in the background. So you can, you can hear that banging away. Um so I just want to go back to an earlier question, just in regards to um, what your decision was to actually pursue Chinese astrology. You talk about timing, and you talk about how um, how much involved it is. Because you told me there's there's eight levels. Um, well, seven. Seven so far. Okay, seven so far. Seven levels to
1: <laughs> In the Chinese to
0: study. Yeah, which astrology is, is obviously very involved. And having looked at at my chart, and even with my understanding of of Chinese medicine and and the five phases, the, the, the five elements theory, it's still, like, it's it's complicated. Very. It's hard for me to get my head around it. Yes. Um. So I can understand. You really have to feel like you're prepared and ready. So what, what was the stepping stone? What, was there somebody that you knew, um, maybe a fellow feng shui uh, consultant? Yes,
1: it who, was uh, Janine Laird, who kept saying to me, Rose, it's time. And Janine is the president of the International Feng Shui Association. Okay, and she's been doing it for twenty years,
0: and she's here in Australia.
1: Yes. Okay,
0: so that was a good
1: person yes. to have in your corner. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So.
0: And so, when you when you finally came to it then, and you studied it, did it feel like ah, this is the thing? This is.
1: How, it was like, it? um. Well, I'm I'm born on a yin fire day, and yin fire people are passionate. That's part of their character. It doesn't matter what I do if I believe in something. It's it, to me, it's not work. I just love it. I I could do it twenty four seven. So it, it was. It was just. I don't know. It was just meant to be. I mean, I thought I was going to be a Herbalife distributor a while back, but no, it wasn't going to be that. Um. So, and I'm glad, I'm glad it was this path because not only was, I thought Feng Shui was going to be enough, but it isn't. It's not enough.
0: So what is it that excites you about Chinese astrology?
1: Uh, The accuracy, the accuracy, the, the, what it, like I've been posting in the last couple of months Uh, Famous people's charts. Now, I do not have their hour of birth, uh, but I can still, it's still what I find because when I do someone's chart, when it's missing that hour, it's only 67% accurate. However, whenever I do famous people like Madonna, John Farnham, Jane Fonda, Ed Sheeran, Everything I, have, I see in their chart through their luck cycles, they're all, they all are all relevant. It's uncanny. Like uh, the one I just did, uh, I think it was last week, I did Ed Sheeran's and I did, because he got married last year, I also did his wife's. And they are so compatible and meant to be for each other I mean, she's born on a rich spouse day, but dirt, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Ed Sheeran, (laughs) his chart is so favourable. He will be writing songs and making minions till he's about 59. Then he's got a five-year luck cycle that's not favourable and then it's, again, great. Now, he's only 28.
0: It's a long time to go.
1: It's a long time to go, but... Everything I found, it was all relevant because I did, I look up what they've achieved, what awards they've won. And every time I check the year that they've received awards, whether it's Jane Fonda, whether it's Madonna, whether it's John Farnon, they always corresponded with their luck cycles where they were favorable. It's, it's just, but it's not just the luck cycles, it's also what's in their four pillars. Famous people tend to be um, born with in their four pillars um, either career success and recognition forever, or business opportunities and wealth forever, or and and special stars signals of success forever. Um, or there's other ones. There's things like, for example, Madonna, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Bill Clinton, the Obamas, are born on golden group days. People born on these days um, are amazing, and they are. Um, and it's um, there's sixty combinations. And there's only three combinations as a golden group day, so that already tells you that they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're one out of the box if you are born with that on the hour or the day. Yes. Um, it's it's really interesting, very interesting. Um,
0: okay, yeah, it uh, sounds really fascinating that it can be so accurate. Um, <laughs> Is there ever a case of somebody who doesn't have one of those charts who still is successful? Who overcomes a chart like that, a difficult chart?
1: Um. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because then it's about what turns up in the luck cycles. They might not have anything in their four pillars. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's also. It's also when. If, for example, if they are a particular chart, whether it's a follow-wealth chart but they only have two animals but you need three, mm-hmm. when you get the third one come in, it's a full team and makes the chart prosperous. Okay. You see? So you look for these things. It can even be a year. So, for example, this is the year of the pig. You need the rabbit and the goat or, or sheep, whichever what master uses because it's goat or sheep. Or pig or boar, right? So if you've already got the goat and the rabbit in your chart and then the pig comes along, that makes you a full team. So your chart will be great. Okay. So sometimes that pig might come along in a five-year cycle. Yeah. So that means you've got it for five years of doing well. But this is where the three lucks come in. I can tell someone that your chart's great but it's still not doing well. Yeah. And this is where the three looks come in.
0: And so the three looks are, um, I say, sorry, that's my Irish accent coming to three. The three looks are um, heaven look. Heaven Which luck. is your... Heaven luck. Chart. yes. Um, earth look, which is feng shui yep. and the environment and how that's that affects right. you. And then man look, which is the look you make yourself. That's right. Yeah.
1: Obviously, so- yeah,
0: Chinese is a patriarchal um, <coughs> society. Which is why it's called man look rather than person look.
1: Well, actually, funny you said that. Um, just getting away from it a bit. The actual astrology is very male orientated, but it's 3,000 years old. Sure. And yeah. that's why. It's a different world then, yeah. Exactly. Um, but um, so, heaven luck is is what happens up there in the universe, and your astrology, your four pillars. And that's the thirty to forty percent. Earth luck is feng shui, and what happens in the environment, and that's twenty percent. Man luck is forty to fifty percent. It's what you put into it. So you know your charts might be great, but you're not doing well. Why? So these are the questions they have to ask themselves. Yeah. You know you can't just say great. I've had my my house done. It's great. My charts, okay, but I'm still not. It's because it's it's you. You're not putting in your fifty percent.
0: Yeah, which is obviously the biggest
1: part. It is. All. Yeah, and it you know like it's common sense. It's common sense. People, a lot of people do get obsessed when they get their house feng shuied or their charts done, but they need to see it. You know the big picture.
0: Yeah. And so have you had anybody who has had their house feng shui and then has a chart done, has a really good chart, but things aren't, still aren't going well for them or vice versa where um, they don't have a great chart but maybe they've had feng shui done or not had feng shui done. But...
1: All right. So um, in that case, it's also up to them to implement the recommendations in the Feng Shui okay. of the house, yeah. it's like if someone goes to buy, um, this is being hypothetical, someone goes to buy um, a weight loss program and then just have it sit in your, in your shelf but don't do anything with it, it uh, doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. Sure, yeah.
0: It's
1: the same thing. I might recommend placing bells here or six coins in one sector and stuff and using the right colors and the and the colors you shouldn't use etc and furniture whether it's metal wood these all play a part if you're not going to do what is recommended it's not going to work sure. look i get people who have their their offices built uh feng shui and they still haven't used got a water feature to activate their money how do you expect it to work for you if you're not doing what I've recommended? See, this is where the man luck comes in. That's yeah. your not your problem, not mine.
0: <laughs> and have you had instances then of people who um, have had maybe um, things not gone well for them, then they, they have their chart on, they have. Always. the default That's the,
1: that's the most. Yeah. That is like 80% of the time that's why someone will come to you is when they're in, they're not having good time with relationships or when they're not making enough money, the business is going downhill etc.
0: Nobody seeks help when they're feeling great. Right. No. Everything's going no. good. No. Of course not. And so have you seen a turnaround then with people? in, in particular Every instances? time. Yeah.
1: Every time. Um, all my clients when I ask them to do a recommendation for me, they don't even hesitate and I've got about I've probably got about uh, 15 to 20 on, on my webpage okay. of everyone being happy. I um, mean, I've even helped uh, one case where a lady was trying to fall pregnant and they were on IVF, didn't work, decided to have a house feng shui. As soon as I walked into her bedroom... The first thing I looked for was the side tables. The side tables were square and they're poison arrows. And they were, one was pointing when she's, when you're lying in bed directly at her ovaries. And the other was pointing at his genitalia or whatever. Right. She, so we fixed it because poison arrows like that, they're an unseen negative energy. You just, It just does so much damage when it's pointing at your body for long periods of time. And you're in bed for how long? Long enough. Mm -hmm. So um, all we did was cover it with a scarf. That's all we did. And the other side. Eliminated that poison arrow. Within a month, she fell pregnant. But without any IVF, nothing. I mean, I still... I don't know whether that was just at the time I didn't I hadn't done her chart, I hadn't done the astrology, I bet my bottom dollar she would have been in a creative period as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so are are people often are they compliant in most cases with what your recommendations are? Always, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because by that time, as I said, a lot of people come to you when things are bad and they'll try anything. Of course, yeah. So silly if they don't. Again, it's at the end of the day, it's up to them if they want it to work. And you have to believe in it. If you don't believe in it, don't waste your time. Sure, of course, yeah. So, you know. But I, I have never had anyone complain, ever. Every, everyone I've done in the 10 years I've done feng shui have always been very happy always got the result they wanted. So, you know, it's just... And that and that makes me happy because I know I'm doing the right thing yeah. by them.
0: That's a pretty good strike
1: rate. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: um, and so uh, in terms of doing your own chart and functioning in your own house, is that something that you can do yourself or do you... Do Absolutely. You need We're
1: in the do. middle yeah. of building and uh, trying to work out plans. Now... For anyone who's listening and building a house, the ideal way to feng shui a place is before pen is to paper. Because if you've got a plan already done, and I find your money energy is in your toilet, your laundry, or your bathroom, you can't fix that. Sure. Your money's just going to go down the drain. So, wouldn't you like to make sure that those energies? your money energy is not going to be in these rooms that's a that's a small example you know mm. uh, and also wouldn't you like to have your children sleeping in a positive favorable energy rather than an unfavorable energy where the child's going to be sick all the time which i experienced in my the very first time that i had shui. my youngest was in um, ill health and obstacles bedroom, and guess what? Before I had a feng shui, she was always sick. So, and these energies, when you're in in an energy like that, or the the most unfavorable, where it's obstacles, difficulties, destruction, your best option is get out. Don't stay in there because it's like you're banging your head a bit against a brick wall. These energies are very strong. I used to collect um, newspaper clippings for about five years, a good five years of um, tragedies, disasters and positives and always looked at the directions for each year because there's yearly energies we deal with as well. Mm-hmm. And those five years' worth of newspaper clippings, Every single time, always connected to the directions for each year. And I did that for, for myself, but I also did it for people who were so sceptical and thought it was a whole lot of you-know-what. Yeah. Because that is proof.
0: That was the evidence,
1: yeah. You know, and five years' worth, your, your energies, directions change every year. How can that be coincidence? It's impossible. It's too. It's not. It's not coincidence.
0: No, It's too much for it to be coincidence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So then, for you, where to from here? I think you were talking about doing the next stage of Chinese astrology.
1: Yes, I'm going to be doing level three.
0: Um. With any Dr. idea what Jin. that involves, or just going deeper into? It's just deeper
1: going path. deeper. It's just like it never ends. Yeah. It just never ends. Um. And yeah, my teacher's Doctor Jin Pei. Who is so supportive, fantastic. He's just amazing. Ask him a question, he'll get back to you within six hours, ten hours, because he goes all over the world doing this. He's got a great life. Yeah. He gets to see the world and then and teaches what he loves. Awesome. So good.
0: He's living the dream.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's okay. very good.
0: Um so what we'll do is um, we'll get your details uh, for your website. Um, actually, you may as well just tell people now uh, what your website is, so they can go on check out those testimonials. Which-
1: oh yes. Yeah. Um, so my website is living. So it's f e n g s h u i living now. dot com. dot au. Just click on recommendations and happy reading.
0: There you go. So. And so that's feng shui living <coughs> now.com.au, and that's for feng shui and for Chinese astrology. Yeah. for both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. And what I'll do is I'll put a link for that as well. Yeah. Um, and we attach it to the podcast so people can find it there too and any contact details that you want to have.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Rose, thank you so much for, for sharing and talking to us about um, Chinese astrology and feng shui. Uh, as I say, this is, is the first of a two part um, recording so we will talk some more uh, more specifically about feng shui rather than uh, chinese astrology as an adjunct to this podcast um later on uh, so listen there for that one if you enjoy today right. thank you so much for being here thanks so that was our first interview at rose and as i say we will be back and uh, to follow that interview up with an interview about feng shui. Yeah, but as Rose said, when referencing the three looks, you can't have one without the other. So feng shui and Chinese astrology are very strongly integrated. Now, if you want to get in touch with Rose, you can find her at fengshuilivingnow.com.au or you can find her on facebook.com forward slash feng shui living now. Rose's phone number, is a local Australian mobile number zero four two one three zero zero eight five zero. Now, if you're looking for an appointment with myself, or you would like to discuss providing well-being services to your business, you can find me at solacewellbeing.com.au or Facebook.com/forward slash Wellbeing. The podcast page is Facebook.com More Than Wellness Podcast. So please like, share and follow us on iTunes, Spotify and whatever else you use to access your podcasts. And as always, I would love to get your feedback and your comments, whether it be on iTunes, on Spotify, whether you want to go onto our Facebook page and give us some feedback. I would be very grateful. So thanks again for listening and stay well.